From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to do something we have never done before. How about that? We are going to interview an excavator. So Luke Bronkowski will be our guest today. He used to, we actually still have some lawn and landscape customers, but he then expanded his services over the years, got into some hardscaping, and now even into some excavating. And so about to sign a deal to do over $1.2 million in work for a custom home builder across, you know, several different uh, jobs there of carving out the basement and putting together the driveway and and basic excavating needs there uh, for the preliminaries of building these custom homes. So it's going to be unique to hear his story. And I think it's definitely uh, going to open our eyes to really consider what combinations of services or what services we should really hone in on. I know Stanley Genetics says that the riches are in the niches and it's just always good to kind of know the menu, so to speak, of what is available out there. And then what do we actually enjoy doing? Some guys just love laying down stripes and having the same customers and and kind of becoming a friend of the family, so to speak, as the lawn guy and and others, you know, might like to do the stone patio pavers. Some like the, the new custom home, you know, and that, that starting from scratch to build this dream home. And there's just so many opportunities out there. If you're willing to work and get the education and, and learn the deal uh, that we can do what we love to do and make a lot of money doing it. And so I just want to give Luke the opportunity to share how he's really made some progressions and pivots and adjustments in this industry over the years and hear his story. Well, thank you to today's show sponsor, Smart Rain. We appreciate them linking up with us here at the Green Industry Podcast, and we'll be hearing more from Smart Rain later on in the show. But without further ado, here is my conversation with excavator Luke Frankowski. What's up, Luke? Not much, people. How are you doing? I am doing good, man. You are our first excavator to be on the Green Industry Podcast. So congratulations and welcome. I appreciate that. And I feel like I kind of have a little expectation here now. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us for a lot of our audience, our lawn bros, they're out there cutting that grass, making that cash. We have some hardscapers uh, that listen to the show. A lot of guys that, and gals that do landscape enhancements. But uh, for those who don't necessarily know what excavation is and, and that line of work, give us a brief summary of what you do. Uh, well, I'll just take you back to the very beginning. I started as one of the people that did lawn maintenance services. We still provide lawn maintenance services. And we kind of over the past five years just heavily expanded the company. And we felt like excavation was really the next step. Um, we do anything from finish grade work, rough grade work, land clearing, basement digging, um, you name it. And if it relates to excavation, we're doing it. And right now we are signing one of the largest contracts ever. Um, that's going to be covering Ohio and West Virginia for a lot of traveling. And it's just, 
an interesting turn of events, and it's definitely one of the larger things that's happened in the company in a very long time. Um, for many excavators, you'll see where the most of the time people will go to job to job. This is all with the same person. We're just going through multiple different properties. And it's more of a subcontractor situation. Got you. And that's seven figures, correct? I was watching your Instagram story. Yeah, it's just, it's right there between 1.2 and 1.8 million. Well, that's a big gap. <laughs> What's that $600,000 gap? How do you have a 600000 fluctuation in the um, bid? The value there, it's not really a bid. You're going off market value on okay. that contract. Um, it's with a custom home builder. Oh, okay. So, if they consistently keep building houses, we can, that number can go well over 2 million. Mm -hmm. But if the market starts going down, we don't get stay as busy and we don't make as much money. So that value fluctuates. It's a volatile contract, mm -hmm. but our prices are the same. So whether or not we are doing two houses or 17 houses, mm -hmm. our prices are all the same. So it variates a little bit. So I can't really put a specific number in there. Um, but that's the range of where this contract valued at. I know if we sign the paperwork here after our next two meetings, we'll be booked about 13 weeks on the road somewhere mm -hmm. in there. So you'll go out to the, where the custom homes being built and, and get to work. And then you just kind of have them lined up there for a few months. Yep. And we're traveling for four or five hours at a time. Okay. So West Virginia and Ohio. Yeah. If you're familiar with Charleston, West Virginia. At all, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I went to then, college at Athens, Ohio. So I, I, I spent, oh I spent plenty okay. of time down there. Okay. I know, I know West Virginia. Okay. Athens, Ohio. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm 20 minutes from Athens. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's where I went to college, man. Ah, oh, man. I was sitting close to home here. Um, very, it'll be all anywhere from Charleston area all the way up to Akron area, Akron, Ohio. So it's a wide range contract. It, it's not something that I really was super interested in, but we applied for it the, the seven months before this. Um, they're in dire need of an excavator that can do grading, land clearing, basement digging, pads, installations, um, digging for footers, installing footers, um, finished driveway, finished grade, reseeding the whole properties. I mean, when we start, we're starting from one step and then doing it all the way from stage one to stage 10. Mm. Um, so we're there for two weeks at a time. By the time we're done with the property, it's ready for the basement walls to be poured and everything's ready to go. It's one of those things that it's interesting because it requires a lot of expansion that we aren't familiar with. Um, excavation in general, dirt work, I'm fine with dirt work, um, but the, when it comes to cement masonry, that stuff we weren't really planned to dabble into yet, but it's something that is required with this contract. We are accepting that fact and we understand that, yeah, it requires more people, more time, more another person that could potentially either be really valuable to the company, but also cause issues if it doesn't work out. Um, but just in general, having someone on staff to do cement walls, um, footers, 
high foundations, staircases, finished driveways, that stuff is where this contract really shines because you aren't just landscaping. I mean, the majority of these people are, listen to this podcast, they're cutting grass, they're doing landscaping work, they're doing hardscaping, so they're retaining walls, maybe even maintaining mulch beds. When it comes to excavation, you're not just doing that. You're going from start to finish. You could have someone purchase 18 acres. They tell you, oh, I need seven of these acres cleared for this house to be built. Okay, and then what way is the driveway coming in? Okay, it's going to be a 372-foot-long driveway, uh, roughly 13 to 14 feet wide. Okay, we install the driveway. And then after that, the home builder is going to come out and take those basements out and where the garage is going to be. We dig all the digging for the basement. Then we get the garage area ready. And we install footers, dig them in, pour the cement. We take a three or four days off. We go back. We dig all for the utilities, get all the utilities lined up for the house. And that's pretty much the scope of our work. Man, that sounds fun, man. I, uh, the neighborhood that I started working in a long time ago, they had maybe like 700 homes in there at that time. And then they built it up to a thousand and these are, these are, you know, million dollar plus homes. So mm-hmm. I always enjoyed, uh, you know, I'd be mowing the neighbor's lawn and then the empty lot next door. So I, I was always watching the progression and just trying to learn, you know, you know I'd be over there and some guys would talk, some guys were like, you know, go cut the grass kid, you know, <laughs> kind of attitude. <laughs> but, uh, it was always just so fascinating to me to watch that whole process. So, uh, coming up, we're going to, we're going to kick it over to Mr. Producer here from today's show sponsors. And then coming up, I want to hear how you got from, you know, starting in probably, you know, the yard mowing the grass to, you know, landing these big jobs with high risk, big responsibility, bigger numbers. I'm curious that progression. So I'm going to kick it over to Mr. Producer. We're going to take a moment here from today's show sponsors. And uh, coming up, we're going to hear more of Luke's story on the Green Industry Podcast. Do you want to cut your property water utility costs by 30 to 50 percent? Smart Rain's commercial smart irrigation controller is one of the most sophisticated and technically advanced controllers on the market today. Smart Rain's smart controller comes with a 7-inch display, standard 48 zones, the most intuitive mobile app in the industry, Google Maps integration, and a lifetime warranty. Smart Rain helps commercial properties save time, money, and water with smart irrigation systems. Go to smartrain.net or talk to us at 877-346-3333. That's 877-346-3333. To take advantage of our preseason sale, mention podcast to get $800 off each controller. Do you have the roadmap to success? I'm talking about Paul's e-training course called Roadmap to Success. This course covers the basic foundations of how to start and grow a successful lawn and landscape business. It features nine, nine video trainings of Paul teaching what he's learned over the last 10 years and how to do things the correct way out of the gate so that you don't have to repeat the mistakes that he made. Now, this online course is designed for those who are just starting out and want to make sure they build their business the right way. $99 is the cost. And using the discount code MRPRODUCER, all one word, MRPRODUCER, 
That brings the cost down by 10%. This may just be the fastest way and most engaging way to get started and up to speed with your new lawn care business. So go to greenindustrypodcast.com and start your training with the roadmap to success exclusively at greenindustrypodcast.com. All right, guys, we are chatting with Luke from Southeast Ohio, West Virginia, my old stomping grounds and uh, getting into old Caleb Allman area there, Fairfield County, Ohio. Good old folk you got down in that region of the country. Beautiful, beautiful region of the country, might I add, as uh, the fall in Southeast Ohio is definitely gorgeous. Uh, The the foothills of the Appalachian Mountain. I'm on the other side now, Luke. I'm, I'm on the south or pardon me, north side of Georgia mountain Appalachian mountains. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, but you get warm weather. We don't get warm weather. Yes. So, so when I lived on the North side of the Appalachian mountains on the foothills there, it was cold weather plus the mountains, but now I'm enjoying the warm hot weather plus the, um, the gorgeous, uh, mountains. So, uh, Luke, you shared with us here in the opening of the episode that you're fixing to, to land the, you know, million dollar plus contract doing the ex- excavating work for custom home building, but you started and you guys still do offer uh, lawn and landscape services, but how, how did you go from the basic skill set of laying down stripes to, you know, being trusted to build someone's uh, framework and, and the, preliminaries of putting together a custom home? Honestly, I started in this industry cutting grass like every other person. Um, I started cutting for two people when I was 14 years old. Dad was my driver. Um, Didn't have any way to get around, so he was my way to get around. It worked out that way. Um, From 14 to 16, worked for uh, myself, just mowing a few people's yards. Didn't really turn it into a business, but it was just more of a side thing for me at the time, just a little bit of extra cash. Just at that time, just to go play some video games and do things with friends. Um, when I turned 16, I got the opportunity to work for a local township. And if you ever get the opportunity to work for a local township, do it. Just don't don't think twice about it. Just say yes. Um, I was hired on with them as a general laborer. Um, basically learned anything from lawn maintenance to asphalt work to learning how to operate an excavator. Um, just the basic groundwork that I now use to build my company to where it is right now. And then from 20, when I was 16 to roughly 18 to 19, I was working for this local township. Um, still had about 20 to 22 million customers on the side going into 2020 lost every mowing customer that we built up, lost the whole route. Um, many know the COVID pandemic just kind of crushed the industry, put everything on a standstill for a little while. Um, then just started using Facebook. Facebook advertisements were very crucial in the business growth. Um, it's not something that many people use. It's something that I used and it became a valuable asset of my company and to be able to advertise to 30 to 60,000 people in my area just over Facebook, that was extremely viable. Instead of having to go knock on doors, I just post on Facebook, takes me five minutes. I get 10 to 15 leads from it now. We're good. Constant work. 
from that point, we built back up to 2022. We are now crossing over the 44-yard mark. We're dealing with more property maintenance. Landscaping in our area just completely drowned up. It just turned into a big drought in our area. Material costs are going up in price. We, I just got an email today from our block supplier. Block supplies are going up. Um, and as soon as people realize that you kind of need to lock in the pricing for this contract that's not even going to happen until probably May, you, they don't understand that far. And if they don't, then the pricing is going to be different than what it is now. So over time, it just kind of evolved. I went from lawn maintenance to landscaping, landscaping to partnering with another, like actually my grandfather, he kind of taught me how to do the masonry aspect of it with uh, retaining walls and paper patios. And I learned that from him. And it starts, it's the same way. You build from a small wall or a small patio all the way up to 1,800 square foot patio and a 50 foot wall. It doesn't change. The same process is still in place there. Um, so after we went from hardscaping to landscaping, in late 2020, we had the opportunity to kind of partner, but also merge a business in with Lee's Outdoor Services, which was this excavation business. Um, he was in the process of starting a business. I kind of came alongside him. We met multiple times. Um, had the op- I left it up to him whether or not he wanted to come on board with me under my whole business name and everything else. He thought on it for a few weeks. He decided to say yes. We filed the documents and paperwork for him to come on as an employee. But he still gets to have a say in exactly what jobs he takes on, what jobs he does. He still has that determination. He's heading up our division of excavation. Um it's a whole different aspect when you include someone else into the company. The majority of your listeners are either one-man operations that are doing the owner side of it and the operation side of it. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that are, okay, I'm just doing this as a side thing. Or they're actually going to try and build it into a business where they have employees doing the work. Mm-hmm. I went in this way because he has 11 years of experience in the excavation industry. And he has the experience. He went to school for excavation. And one of the things I've learned very early on in business is I may have the idea of building this very large business. But I have to hire people around me on my team that have more, are more valuable than me to make sure my business continues to grow. I honestly will say it like this. It's the Gary V way of landscaping. The growth that's happening this year is the Gary V way of it. It's not something that's going to, I'm not it's traditional. I'm not just going to grow with time. I end of last year, I had a 500 person list of potential contracts. And I did 20 calls a week until I got to the top of that list. In those contracts, I was chasing the work that I didn't have yet. They were already locked down under other people. But you chase the work that you don't have in the hopes that in the future, you might get it. And it's honestly worked out way better than I ever expected. 
you get more phone calls back now than ever before because you just spent all winter time calling over 500 different businesses in the area to offer landscaping, lawn maintenance, and snow removal services and excavation work. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's like farming. You you got to plant the seed and then eventually you reap what you sow. What, whatever you, you, you put into the ground, you'll eventually get out. And the the hustle, the work to, you know, plant those seeds with the people on your list, those 500 folks, you know, some of those seeds, you know, that just go on deaf ears and the, and the folks, you know, don't, don't have any need because they got you know, their other commitments or whatever, but then you, you never know who it's going to be like, Oh, okay. You know, good to know. And then, you know, call you back when they're in need and things of that nature. So I just appreciate your your proactiveness and, and to see that you put in work in the past and now it's starting to come to fruition in, in now, you know, nowadays. And so it definitely, um, as someone who's been at this for a while, I, I definitely can relate that you, you, you don't always immediately see the results of marketing and communication and, and hard work, but eventually you will land the, the right jobs if you uh, do your due diligence for sure. And honestly, is one of those things that I received a lot of black for it in the very beginning because people didn't understand exactly what I was trying to do. Um, they didn't understand that I was trying to gain the, I don't care whether or not I gain the contract or not. I'm just trying to get my name out for it. If I keep applying, like some of these places that I'm now landing for the first time are contracts that I've submitted bids in, even though I knew that the work was there and it was already under contract, I still handed the people that made the decision contract for the last five years to kind of say, Hey, I'm a routine person. My prices don't change. The only thing that's going to change is the inflation for the economy. That's the only thing. But I'm routine. And every time, up every single point of that year, you're going to receive my paperwork again. I'm not going to stop and tell you whether or not a person accepts it or not. And the bid will be there. If they ever want to make that decision to move forward, we can move forward. If they don't, have a good rest of your season. Enjoy the services you just received from last year. And I'll submit it again next year. I don't really care if they accept it. I mean, it's just advertising, marketing, um, getting your name out there, excavation work in general. Mm-hmm. It's a hard industry to sell because you're t- not talking about $25 on a weekly basis. I mean, the job sets we go on to range from $10,000 to over $100,000 big swinging contract that you have to understand exactly what goes into them to make sure you're not in over your head and understanding that there's a good chance that if something goes wrong here, that I'm actually going to be paying the client to be here. That's one of the hardest pills to swallow when you enter into the excavation industry because everything can be turned upside down on you in just a split of a second. Yeah. Well, that's definitely another podcast for another day. I'd love to, um, you know, dive into the numbers behind, uh, doing jobs and, and cash flowing, you know, a hundred thousand dollar job in two weeks is definitely a lot of risk, a lot of, um, you know, to have to have to have proper things in order to make sure I used to do commercial roofing for a very short season of my life. And, uh, you know, the job, uh, getting to talk with my buddy who owned the company of just how everything, uh, works on, you know, we build a, well, not 
we, but we did the roof of this gigantic, um, high school. And, uh, it was, I mean, more, I mean, way better than the raggedy, uh, high school that I went to, man. It was like a very state of the art, but this is a huge job. And uh, I was just so fascinated because I had my lawn care business at the time. It was just starting off and I was just like, wow, there's so many moving parts and so much money, uh, that it takes for all the labor and all the material and everything to run this operation. And it, it intimidated me back then. I just couldn't compute, you know, this multi-million dollar operation and, and just the superintendent. I think I wore him out with all my questions, but, um, we definitely can do another episode another day to, um, dive into the numbers, but I just wanted to, to really let you share with my audience that, you know, lawn mowing's a, a entry, a gate point that a lot of people start with some find it the the piece that hey this is what i want to do I, I just love laying stripes i love you know the relationships with the same kind of customers and getting to know these families and, and being a part of their family essentially making sure their property is beautiful and charging the right price and, and that's the final um blueprint for some folks but other people you know caleb allman for example started mowing and he's like you know what i just don't make enough money doing this but i see that i want to get into hardscaping and then you got into um, excavating. And so as, as the host of the podcast, I just want to kind of present the menu that there's so many different destinations in this industry, whether it is lawn mowing, landscaping, hardscaping, excavating, there's so many different routes you can do or combinations of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so I wanted to give you the opportunity to, to kind of share your story. And uh, I definitely think we should do a part two one day and, and maybe even after um, this 13 week run at it, let us know how it goes. And um, I'm sure you'll have some stories, the good, bad, and the ugly of, of how you get those employees, how you, you know, execute the jobs and the, the finances. And I'd love to kind of have a, a check in, um, you know, later on in mid season and, and hear how it went. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. Let people know how they can follow you on the Instagram. Uh, I'll send you that stuff and I can't remember exactly okay. all my social media handles. So, all right. I got you. you cool. Can follow me up. You can't follow me at Leave Outdoor Services on Facebook. All right. There you I'm go. Well, th hey, thank you for your time. And I look forward to hearing how the um, all the excavating goes and, and give us an update here later on in the season. Not a problem. Thanks for your time. Have a good day. Well, thank you to Luke for joining us on the Green Industry Podcast today. I thought that was interesting there at the end of our conversation. He mentioned inflation and there's so much fluctuation going on with all the stimulus money and just the economy in general. And so I highly recommend raising rates in your business. I remember when I got a boost of confidence from actually two friends slash mentors in my life. One, and he's actually a friend of the program, Matt Lamar. She's been on several times, but he would, in the middle of the season. It would be like August. And I was in a mastermind group with him and he'd be like, yeah, I'm raising my rates. And we're like, mid season, you're raising your rates. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, I got to train my customers to expect that we're going to raise the rates. And uh, he would do that so successfully. It was so, um, 
eye-opening to me because of his courageous, his courage, pardon me, and success. And, and the customers just loved the quality of his work and they would go for it. He eventually sold his lawn and uh, landscape business. And now he's a real estate mogul here in the Atlanta market. But that was one great thing that I learned from Matt is that we really do need to train our customers that our prices are going to incrementally increase and uh, consistently send you know that communication to our customers. And so here at the Green Industry Podcast, we created a template that's a very simple plug and play that you can put your comp- company information in and then email it out. Some people do print it out and you know give the hard copy, so to speak, to the customer. You can do either way, but the template is so simple and straightforward where you just plug your information in and then send it off to the customer to notify them that the rate is going to be increased. And minimum of one time a year, I, I think the spring's a great time to do that as folks are you know eager for us to get out there and make their property look good. It's a good time to let them know, hey, you know, last year we were doing your yard for $47. This year it's going to be 50 or, you know, last year it was $67. This year it's going to be 72 or whatever, whatever your rate increase is. I'm not saying it has to be $3 or $5. It really needs to be to, that you need to price the job accurately coming out of the gate. And then you need this at least stay ahead of inflation. So minimum of, you know, three, 5% rate increase every single year and uh, just to stay ahead of inflation. And so long story short, we created a template it's called the rate increase letter. It's very easy to use. You just, uh, it will say insert here and you put the date there or the name of your company, or if you have a logo and, uh, this simple, you know, business address information there at the bottom of the template. And then all of the actual professional wording and crafting of the communication of why you're raising the rates is already in there. My accountant helped me write this years ago, and we've made some, uh, recent, edits and, and just tried to spice it up and, and, uh, make sure it communicates what needs to be communicated without overdoing it. Because I've uh, shared last week that my cleaners raised my prices. They clean, you know, my home and uh, they sent me this long, 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 long text of why they were raising their price. And it just, it didn't come across the right way. It came across like they're desperate and they're just, it, it was, it was, it was not good communication, but Hey, they raised the rate and I understand, but there is a way to do it that's professional, that's simple, and that's successful. And uh, that is with our rate increase letter. So Mr. Producer, we'll put that link in today's show notes. You can click on the rate increase letter and uh, download that on your computer, put in your company information and get that sent out immediately to your customers this spring if you have not already done so uh, to let them know that their prices are going up. And thanks again to Smart Rain for sponsoring today's episode. You guys can uh, find their link in today's show notes as well. That will be $800 off with the promo code podcast. That's right, $800 off promo code podcast. So, so I know some of you guys are new to podcasting the episode notes or the show notes. It's the same thing. You just scroll up there on your phone and then there's all these links. If you hear about anything during the show, the rate increase letter, the, the smart rain or, or anything, you know, product service you may have heard throughout the show. What we do is we put a list there of those links. So all you got to do is click, for example, if you want to get my audiobook, you just click on the link and then it takes you to where you need to go. And so Mr. Producer does a really good job putting all of those together in a nice organized way where you can find what you've heard about on the show uh, that can enhance your business, your life. We make that really easy in the episode notes. So thanks for listening to today's show. Don't forget to uh, follow so that tomorrow's episode will be waiting for you when you wake up. We put those out nice and early so you can get that hot coffee ready and uh, hopefully turn in to tune in to the new episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We'll see you then, guys. Have a great day.
This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.